Welcome, True Believer readers, to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man. And here is a man who loves wine and women, especially from Canada, my northern loving friend, Eddie. How are you today, Eddie? James B., you're always trying to set me up with Canadian women. Um, I, I uh, am doing quite well today. I, I could go for a glass of wine, perhaps later. So one of the two. It's fine yeah, with me. well, I'd rather you not be drinking while we're doing our podcast. That would be super inappropriate. <laughs> of so. course. It's a very serious uh, matter. Eddie, today we're going to talk about Marvel Team-Up 28. Eddie, this is a book which is Marvel 616 canon. That means it happened, okay? It is something. <laughs> the Spider-Man that we talk about over the last year, he experienced this. This is not yeah. just a dream sequence or a... Uh, another world. This really happened. And like most Marvel team-ups, Eddie, it does get a bit silly. It gets very silly, James B., and thus we need silly guests. From the Multiverse of Badness podcast, it's Mike and Zach. Glad you could join us again, fellas. We are as excited as a thunderbolt from Zeus to have you. How's it going? Hi, this is Mike from the Multiverse of Badness. Sadly, I am putting Zach on the sidelines because... Zach, he inhaled a bag kebab a couple weeks ago. No crap. At the My Chemical Romance concert. He's still feeling under the weather, but hopefully we'll be able to hear a little more from him later. But guys, I am doing fantastic today. You had us on early on in your show. We've had you on our show. A lot of fun. Eddie, let's really talk about this comic book. Can you tell us something that happened uh, from December of 1974, Stan Lee presents Marvel Team-Up 28, featuring Spider-Man and Hercules in The City Stealers, authored by Jerry Conway, art by Jim Moody, ink by Vince Coletta. You said, uh, Jerry Conway, this isn't Len Wein. They brought Jerry Conway over from The Amazing Spider-Man. This book has to be better than most Marvel Team-Ups. It's going to be great. Uh, well, we will see, James B. Spidey is mulling over his problems while we see... Hercules musing while walking the dockyards. Eddie, <laughs> as the resident Hercules expert, where and why is Hercules walking the shipyards of Manhattan? You know, is the, I, I guess he's finished one of his 12 labors. This I, Maybe his 10th labor was to walk the dockyards of Manhattan. Looking, looking for why humans are so confusing to him because he does come across this this friendly gentleman who's uh, drinking at the dockyards. Do do either of you guys know Hercules' relationship to the Marvel universe? No, I did not do that research, James B. <laughs> Mike, do you know anything as far as his relation to the Marvel universe? He's an Avenger, he's a Defender, but yeah, he's just kind of yeah. walking around randomly. I have no idea. Nope. You're right, but I mean that's the point. Is he's he's a member of a team, often the Avengers, the Defenders, etc. So yeah, he's a team member. He's he could be here for a variety. In this example, right. I believe he's part of the Defenders, right? Yes. <laughs> well, as he walks the docks, uh, an earthquake occurs, and um, it catapults a young woman through a glass window out a high-rise building while Spider-Man goes to her aid. Hercules must save the Penny Annie drunk at the dock. James B., I see in your notes you want to discuss something the narrator says. Thanks, Eddie. We're going to create a new segment here for when things seem different in the past Spider-Man issues from what we're discussing. We're going to call this segment, I Remember It Differently. Do you remember when Gwen Stacy died? 
that I made a big deal out of her death that I had learned it one way as a kid and then I read it and I was surprised it was a different way. I had heard that she fell and she died from shock. Like during the fall, she died because the shock of like looking at your death would kill you. Yes. But but she was unconscious in the comic and then Spider-Man hit her with the web and it looked like they made like a snap sound like she had broken her neck. Mm-hmm. Well, in this book, it says... I don't know what page this is. It's hard to kind of follow. It's page three, I think. Okay, thank you. The narrator says, Once before, Spider-Man rescued a girl this way, only to find that she was dead, killed by the shock of the fall alone. So they're referencing it here like, oh, she had died because of the shock. And it wasn't his fault, if you look at the panel next to it, when he snaps her with the web and pulls on it. This is a little bit of a retcon to me. And I just wanted to point out that I remember it differently. A very serious moment in this book. Uh, Otherwise, it's rather silly. Uh, Well, I'm going to continue on. Peter decides to head over to the seismograph lab at ESU. Uh, Why there is one there, I don't know. But uh, with some help from poor old Professor Aldrich, who's being harassed by many people, he determines earthquakes shouldn't be happening in Manhattan. Mike, I have no idea about Manhattan. I did not know it was built on some kind of special bedrock that should not be susceptible to earthquakes in your experiences as a human. Did you know this? And, you know, and I didn't. You probably didn't know is that when an earthquake does happen in Manhattan, if you fall out of a window, Ah! like the fake Gwen Stacy did, you fall out of the top of the window and not out the bottom of the window, which is absolutely crazy. I don't know if you saw that. (laughs) Yeah, I I actually had that exact, what you just talked about, in the notes, and I ended up deleting it because I had convinced myself in a quick little segment here, Eddie, that I'd like to squeeze in, called, So You're Saying There's a Chance. All right. Now, in this segment, I'm going to explain, as Mike pointed out, how a, we'll call her five foot five woman falling out of a 12-foot-high pane glass window could be making her launch point at the 8-foot-high mark. Mike, that's what you're seeing, correct? Yes, it is. This is why I said catapulted, but go on, James B. Okay. I did have some time today to think about this. Here's what I've come up with. Indoor basketball. The glass window is not lined up with the flooring. So her launch point is her floor, and her floor is only at the four-foot-high section of the window. And as she gets tipped over and she trips over, you know, her chair or her desk or whatever, and she falls backwards, that is the floor level for her. She can't fall any lower on the glass. You're you're saying there's like a room that's only four feet tall below her and she is above it on an think of your floor. think think how your cellar i don't know if you have a cellar in your homes but your cellar window is like really high right well you if your cellar window was extended longer it would go onto the floor above you i'm saying that the glass doesn't line up with the floor exactly there's a chance okay so so mike you're agreeing with me that i'm saying I'm saying there's a chance. There, there's, there's, okay. There's a chance. All right. All right. Thank, thank you, James thank, B. Yeah, it's a good, well, 
New segment. Uh, well, Hercules is looking for the source of the quake when he rips the ground open and sees a huge robot with a ground boring device. <laughs> Spidey swings through the hole and attacks, but is quickly subdued along with Hercules. <laughs> they are taken underground where one of the robots reveals to Spidey that they are cutting Manhattan Island loose so they can drag it out to sea with a nuclear submarine and ransom the island for two billion dollars. Okay, Mike. <laughs> we contacted you a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. All the planning, all the scheduling, try to get you, try to get Zach, rescheduling, moving the dates. Mike, I gotta be honest. We didn't really need you up until this moment. This <laughs> this is why you're here. Okay, yes. Okay? Ex- just let us know your thoughts. That This is it. This is what everybody's waiting for. Listeners, pause, get your, you know, your slushy ready and your bag of ho-hos and sit down and Mike, take it away. Okay, well, first off, I have to give it to the City Steelers here because... In most comic books of this era, everything is in the millions of dollars. So literally, a million dollars is an unbelievable amount of money. No, these guys went a thousand times more than that, and they actually made sense. They're like, oh, this is going to cost a billion dollars. So they at least understand the value of this city. (laughs) What is the value of this city? Well, the value of the city is the intellectual property of Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man lives in Manhattan. So now, if they can actually take Manhattan, move Manhattan, you are a man of a particular age, James B., so you understand how popular Spider-Man was then versus Mm. even now. He was comic books. So they were actually trying to steal Manhattan, take the Spider-Man intellectual property, Mm, and profit off of it. It's all about the IP. Mike, insight that Eddie and I would not have come up with. So so glad for that analytical presentation, Mike. Listeners, just so you understand, reading a book about two robots stealing Manhattan, Mike has let us know the most important part of this is that they're after the IP of Spider-Man. Do you know how valuable intellectual property is now? Especially nowadays. Spider-Man, I guarantee you right now, if they tried to sell the intellectual property for Spider-Man now, he's worth every bit of that. Now, that being said, they get the rest of Manhattan. It's just like, it's just gravy. So yeah, I think well, this is actually a smart move. Well, being being such a fan of Spider-Man that you are, Mike, we would wonder if you would be willing to participate in one of our segments. Right, Eddie? Yes. It's time, once again, for It's Not Shakespeare, It's Marvel Team-Ups. This is where, gentlemen, we're going to read the three characters that are are uh, talking to each other here. Starting with, if you see right where Spider-Man is, he's breaking out of his chains, kind of in the robot's lair as they're boring. And Hercules comes to life, too. So I, I'm going to take uh, Hercules. Yeah, and, I'll, and Mike, you're going to have to be Spider-Man since we want to let you enjoy the IP a little bit. Right. And I'll, and I'll awesome. take the robot. Can, you know. can, I, can I be redneck Spider-Man or can I you be can, like any kind of Spider-Man you want? Oh, <laughs> That's oh, I, why I've we're got, having you read Spider-Man. it, Mike. Okay, it's I got not, it. It's not Shakespeare, Mike. You can read it any way you want. It's Marvel team-ups. <laughs> Here we go. Zoinks, cut it out. I'm sick and tired of that line. Of course there's something I can do. I can do this. And when you try to blast me like you blasted here, 
I can use the rest of my spider strength to leap out of your range and then come back again when you don't expect it. Hey, Sleeping Beauty, it's Rise and Shine time. The fun's about to begin. What? Peaks of Olympus, the mortal is free. So are you, Big Galump. Why don't you do something with your freedom before these bozos take it away again? I know not how thou didst what I could not, human, but by my soul, I know it does not matter. The intruders are free. Stop them <laughs> before they can. Ho-am! Smoke billows, then clears, and when it's drifted away, Hercules stands triumphant. These creatures are weaklings, mortal. Tis almost as though they were hollow men with no more substance than their words. Destroy the intruders, you fools. Your lives depend on it. Destroy them. I got a good idea what you mean, Hercules. Listen to what they've been saying. They keep talking to the second person. You must not let them escape. The plan is too complex. Too much depends. As though they were giving themselves commands. It doesn't make sense. But it's something we'll have to figure out later after we put them out of action. For a long moment, the beaten robot sways, stubbornly trying to remain erect. Then, the pull of gravity becomes too much, and like a modern-day colossus, toppling from its pedestal. We will end there, gentlemen, <laughs> because after all, it's not Shakespeare. It's Marvel Tunes. It's Marvel Tunes. <laughs> well... Just as we read, Spidey breaks his bonds with some help from Hercules. They defeat the robots only to find elderly men inside controlling them. Uh, I don't understand what happened here. Um, Zach, can you uh, can you explain it to us? Okay, Zach doesn't have an answer, but to be fair... There's not, but there's not even like an allusion to this at any point anywhere, right? It, the guy only says, "I tried." They will punish me. Like, but they never go back to this, well, right? Yeah, it's it's like all the janitors of Manhattan have been forced into hard labor inside a robot. <laughs> what they look like in here? Now, seriously, and I don't know because I tried to follow up a little bit with this. Is this ever referenced in any future issue, or is this just somebody that's doing their own uh, thing? I had the same problem. I thought like, okay, are we going to see this again? And I, I was like, is it going to be in a different book? Is it going to be in the next Marvel team up? And then I realized, oh, we're never going to see this again. <laughs> we've, we've been through this enough, right, Eddie? After what we saw in 137, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're I, never going to hear from but, this again, ever. The, the extra funny part is that like Spider-Man references this. He's like, I understand, Herc, but I'm just sorry we weren't able to catch that submarine and find out who was aboard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, all right. Who was the the submarine? Tell me about no, it. No, no, we weren't because <laughs> because plot lines in Marvel team they can't they can't affect any other storylines. Right. They have to like like if you're a named character, you have to live. If you're an unnamed character, you have to die. Like there's no there's no witnesses of this. This guy will never be seen again or anything. So. Well, I will finish off here with Hercules drags Manhattan Island back into place. And as Hercules is about to depart to deal with other matters, the mayor pulls up and complains to the duel that they will have to pay for the disaster. I want to know who paid for this chain that Hercules drug Manhattan back with. <laughs> is what I want to know. 
Uh, does anyone think, like my favorite superhero, Hercules, that we have time for Wine Women in a song after solving Marvel Team Up 28 this evening? As far as Wine Women in song, you know what? I'm here for it. That's what I do. It is what you do. And what I do is I read the copy from the sponsor. So, Eddie, people move stuff around, but not everyone can be a mover. We have plenty of those, right, Eddie? Uh, well, Eddie, we might actually have room for more movers. That's right, Eddie. Listen to this. The people of Wales, I'll explain to you later where that is, need your help moving stuff. <laughs> Namely, Ireland. That's right. The Welsh want to move Ireland closer. Now, without Hercules, they need about minimum 10,000 able-bodied men and women working in eight-hour shifts to help drag Ireland back to the mainland. So, Eddie... You could join Swansea Movers this summer for the adventure of a lifetime. Eddie, are you ready to get moving this summer, shed some pounds, and take a 10-week break from your dreary summer? Uh, I will be participating with the giant chain moving the country of Ireland, correct? That's that's my job? Is that a yes? Is that what you're are you affirming? Eight, eight hours a day, hard labor, right? Only? Well, you can make it sound negative, or you can make it sound like an adventure of a lifetime. Uh, all right. Oh, like see the countryside, the Welsh countryside. And, I mean, and soon after the Irish countryside, right? If we can get, if we can, you're going to see the Irish countryside all the time as you're dragging it back towards Wales. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I think I have better things to do in my summer, but I'm, I'm going to pass for now. It sounds like a little bit like a vacation. Mike, what do you think about this? You know, and everything is a matter of perspective on this. Some people would call this hard labor. Okay. Other people, as you said, would call this, to me, myself, I am glass half full. I am all in on this because, you know, the Welsh people, they're happy people. Yeah. But they could use more good alcohol. Absolutely. Because from what I understand, they drink swill. Mm-hmm. Give them the good stuff. Ireland, known for their drinking prowess. Let's give them some alcohol. More right, and he was talking about wine, Canadian women, and songs a minute ago, and now he's all like <laughs> hesitant to go out there and get involved in this. You know, come on, Eddie. Uh, you know, I, I'm gonna have to think about it. I really appreciate Ooh. you finding the sponsor for us, James B. Um, I'll get back to you on that one maybe later. All right. Does Does anyone else have anything to say about this issue? Well, sure. I will throw one thing in. The only thing I would like to add is there's a page about. Seven pages in where Spider-Man's in the middle of the street in pants in the top of his Spider-Man outfit, completely no mask. I'm not sure what Peter Parker's thinking here. <laughs> he ought to be smarter than that. Yes, I, he's he's in the middle of changing. So it's, it's kind of that question. You put your socks on first and then your pants. We now know that Spider-Man puts his <laughs> Spider-Man top on, then his mask. Then he takes off his pants. Like, that's all it is. And you can see his red socks, too. It just <laughs> doesn't seem like it's... Oh, this is my favorite Spider-Man socks, you know. Um, hey, uh, Mike, tell us a little bit about your podcast and, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, sure, I can do that. We have a podcast over at the Multiverse of Badness. You can reach us on Twitter at Multiverse of Bad, about anywhere else at Multiverse of Badness. We review pop culture Generally, comic books, we may branch out, but we just have a good time with it. We try to keep it under 30 minutes or less, just like you guys, because we realize 
you don't have all day to listen to us ramble about crazy stuff. But I do want to thank you guys for having me on. This has been a fun time. You've been on our podcast. We've been on yours. We'd love to be on it again. And thank you, as always. We love what you're doing here. Yeah, um, if people wanted to listen to Mike and Zach, is slightly more Zach in the original uh, episode. That would be episode 51, recorded on January 23rd of 2022, uh, about four or five months ago, as Mike said, not... Uh, not soon enough for him, but uh, you can. That's where you can find his episode. Uh, if you wanted to send us a message telling us that we made a you know a horrible mistake having Mike on, Eddie, where would people uh, reach us? <laughs> you can email us anytime at letsreadspiderman at gmail or you can find us on Twitter at letsreadspidey. All right, it's uh, time to do the close. I'm James B. Joined by Eddie and Mike. And remember, listeners, if there's an earthquake in Manhattan and you fall out a window, make sure you fall out the top. Goodbye. 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 I know you liked having uh, Mike with us, especially for the, uh, the, the segment. It's not Shakespeare. It's Marvel Team Up. Eddie, why um why do we have to keep reading for Marvel Team Up? I think it's important every once in a while we like actually read what is exactly going on in the book to the listeners so they they get an idea of what the experience is of reading the goofiness of Marvel Team Ups. <laughs> Cause we know nobody else is reading these, right, James B. Yeah, I was thinking there are other podcasts that have covered Spider Man. Book, but I gotta think in the history of the world, <laughs> nobody is covering all the Marvel team ups. Now, Mike and Zach actually covered, I believe, at least once, if not twice, they've covered Marvel team ups. But are they reaching down there and doing all the Marvel team ups? Like all 150? Plus, Eddie, there's two annuals, you know. Right. <laughs> well, it says a lot about us that we're willing to go and read all of those, James B. <laughs> I wouldn't read all the Shakespeare books, of course. Why would I do that? But I'll read all the Marvel team-ups. You know why that is, Eddie, right? Because it's not Shakespeare. It's Marvel (laughs) team-ups.